Welcome to Keys to the Future, a podcast for students and early career professionals who are looking for ideas and advice on how to stay focused on their education and career path journeys. My name is Gabby Coe, and I'm a senior engineer at one of the most successful engineering companies in the world. I want to inspire you to stay focused on your education and career journey through conversations with my guests. Everyone has a story of resilience and perseverance. And through this podcast, I hope you can learn from the experiences of others and create that catalyst to propel you to take the next step, set your next goal, or achieve the next level. In this season of Keys to the Future, I'm introducing some inspirational stories of courage, perseverance, and dedication to achieve goals. Do you know what the metaphor tip of the iceberg means? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary states that a tip of the iceberg is a small part of something that is seen or known about when there is a much larger part that is not seen or known about. As a society, we are conditioned to focus on admiring the success stories of others, these iceberg tips. Yet, we know little about the effort that may have led to that success. Metaphorically speaking, we do not see the dedication, hard work, amount of self-discipline, sacrifice, number of failures that may have caused many disappointments, and ultimately the perseverance that underlie those successes. I'm introducing some inspirational stories of courage, perseverance, and dedication to achieve goals. I believe everyone has a story of resilience and perseverance. Our learning from each other's experiences and journeys is key to helping us understand that we're not alone in our struggles and that success requires a much larger part of us that is not seen by others. That is, the base of the iceberg. Today's tip of the iceberg story is from someone who is the first generation for almost everything in her family and who's very proud of her accomplishments so far. But these accomplishments did not come easily. Let's hear more about what hard work and perseverance lay beneath our guest's success. Today's guest, Mariel Cisneros, is a systems engineering manager, lead architect, and product owner for a top-tier aerospace company. Welcome, Mariel, and thank you for speaking to the Keys to the Future community. I'm excited to learn more about your story. Thank you for having me, Gabby. I believe everyone has a story of resilience and perseverance, and learning from each other's experiences and journeys is key to help us understand that we're not alone in our struggles, and that success really requires a much larger part of us that is not seen by others. I'm curious about your story. Can you tell us where the journey towards your STEM career began? So as you said, I'm a systems engineering manager. I'm also a technical person. I'm a lead architect and product owner, which means that I, I really get to do a lot of things with modeling and simulation. And my story really be begins for me in elementary school. I know a lot of kids think about being teachers, firefighters, but I really discovered space and became enamored with uh, the space shuttle program and mission control at a very early age. I knew that I was going to go into STEM at a, around seven to eight years old. And at this time, I told my parents that I, I wanted to work for NASA, the uh, National Aeronautics and Space Administration, which at the time I, I only knew of because it was uh, the only big organization to, to have books in the library. So I really learned about 
space and the space shuttle program through reading and really through my local library. I grew up in a very underprivileged neighborhood being a, an immigrant. So I was very thankful to have books that introduced me to, to space and planets and all of these wonderful things at a very early age. So that's really where my story begins. That is a tall order. But it sounds like you made great use of the local resources you had in order to keep discovering. So you're a systems engineering manager, lead architect, and product owner for a top-tier aerospace company. Can you tell us about your accomplishments in your career so far? So I was lucky enough to be recruited by the company I worked for as a high school junior senior. It was a summer between junior and senior year for me. So I started off at my company at end of 16, beginning of 17 years old. And I've been with the same company ever since. So I've been there for 15 years now. And what I really love about the, the company that I work for is that they're very encouraging of me trying different fields. And they really encourage me to develop my talents and really help me develop really, really amazing technology. So I I've never done exactly the same thing. In terms of my accomplishments, I started off my career in electromagnetic compatibility, where I got to test and radiate different satellite payloads, the different parts of the satellite. And then after I'd become really proficient at doing all of these testing, my company gave me the chance to work for on developing semiconductive adhesives and paints that help protect um, different satellites against the electromagnetic environmental effects or essentially the, the space environment, right? Like we don't think about satellites as being things in space that also get bombarded with radiation and different particles and things like that. But I got a chance to to develop some of that technology that protects our spacecraft. And then I do have an electrical engineering bachelor's. So apart from doing a lot of electromagnetic work, I've also worked on satellite power systems, solar panels, which are amazing, especially when you stretch them out and, and you can see all the capacity. It's amazing. I've also gone to do satellite integration and tests. And I can tell you that as a little girl, my, my dream was always to be with the different hardware. So when I got to do satellite integration and tests and being there in a bunny suit, crawling under satellites, it's just, you know, all of my dreams, my little girl dreams came true. After I got to do a lot of space things, I decided to try the aeronautics side, the airplane side. And there I've gotten to work on both fourth and fifth generation fighters with the airplanes that we actually flight during battle. I've helped um, design advanced concept platforms at various classification levels and for various military services. And now I finally work on figuring out advanced battle management or how um, the commander of these battles plans how everything's going to happen. And then I also study communications in highly contested environments to so figure out how to best get everybody connected together so that we can accomplish the mission. That sounds amazing and literally out of this world, but also very complex with multiple safety concerns that could affect people's lives. And I'm sure that it hasn't been as easy as it sounds. We tend to highlight the accomplishments part of our stories, but can you tell us about the challenges you face and how you overcame those challenges? So a major challenge across my entire industry experience is really imposter syndrome. So not, and then also not knowing how or when to stand up for myself. And then also consequently, because I didn't stand up for myself, I wasn't standing up for others. And then, then in my early career, I didn't know how to advocate for myself. So in terms of salary and promotion, over time, I've 
I figured out how to how to tackle each of those challenges. What's really helped me is joining a, a women's employee resource group. So you can think of these as, as clubs that you that you have in school, as well as professional organizations such as the Society of Women Engineers. So joining these two groups has really helped shape who I am today and that I've joined a group of women who are very much like me, also engineers or in technical fields. And they've helped pass down their lessons learned and have helped me build up my confidence that allow me to face these challenges. So even if I face them today, I now have a strong support network of women in technical fields who are there to help guide me. Some of the challenges that I faced is managing mansplaining and in meetings or having people talk over me, which happens uh, quite a bit still today, or being interrupted in meetings. And I know that that's something that all of us can relate to, whether we're women in technical fields or not, it, it happens to all of us. I also now know how to navigate through promotions and how to advocate for myself. And now that I know how to do it, I pass it on to everybody that is in my team to make sure that I pass on my lessons learned and make all of us better. I love that you're paying it forward for others and also getting support from your cheer squad, as you mentioned. I think it's important to support one another and learn from other stories, experiences, and challenges. Often we focus on the success or the tip of the iceberg aspect of our stories, but what people don't see is the base of that iceberg. How have your experiences contributed to who you become and your success? So at the tip of my iceberg, I'm a Latina manager who is loved by my team. I'm a technical leader in the field that I love. I'm a mom to a teeny tiny scientist engineer, as she calls herself. I have a five-year-old daughter. And I have a husband that I still play video games, just like when we were kids. My husband and I met when we were 10 years old. What people don't see, the lower part of my iceberg, is that, like I mentioned earlier, I'm an immigrant. I didn't speak the language. I grew up uh, with three other families in a two-bedroom apartment, if you can imagine. And uh, Latino families were, no, were more than just the, the nuclear four or three and a half. I grew up in a house with eight kids, six adults, and um, it was very tight. You know, privacy wasn't a, a thing that I grew up with as a child. My parents worked multiple jobs. I didn't speak the, the language, and I got bullied quite a bit when I was a, a child. And uh, my parents made a lot of sacrifices for me and for my sister, who now also has a master's uh, degree and works for a major company herself, leading DEI initiatives, so diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she works in the sports industry. So I'm very proud of the two of us to, to really rise through all of the challenges that we face. And all in all, I did have an underprivileged childhood, but it was a happy one. And uh, I always knew that I wanted to be in STEM, like we talked about before. Once I, I was in high school, I didn't go straight to a, a four-year college, right? I went to community college, and I spent a lot of time um, insecure of myself because the rest of my classmates were, were going off to IVs and fancy four-year universities and to direct engineering programs. And so I spent a lot of time in college and uh, I was very insecure of myself as I watched my friends graduate and start their careers and I was still an intern and they were, they were graduated. I'm also terrible at upper division math which is so hard to say as an engineer. Everybody thinks that engineers are so good at math 
but I, I failed calculus twice. And so like, uh, for me, math is really hard. I really had to work at it, but I really had this dream of becoming an engineer. So nothing was gonna stop me, uh, no matter how many times it, it took for me to, to get through it. So it's all the little things that nobody, nobody talks about, like you said, everybody talks about the good and how you got there and how you're such an inspiration. But what they don't see is that I'm a resourceful person because I, I had so many challenges as, as a child and as, you know, as I grew up. And now because of this, I know that good things take time. I don't try to rush into anything because I know that it eventually, so long as I, I keep on persisting and I get through it, I, I know that I will get to where I want to go. I love your story. There is a quote by an unknown author that has stuck with me for some time. It's not about where you began, but where you end up and how much distance you've covered. And that really resonates with me. As we've been talking today, people focus mostly on the tip of the iceberg, but they don't see the challenges that need to be tackled sometimes on a daily basis. So I really love your story. Recently, I saw a variation on Kobe Bryant's 10 Rules for Success. Three that really grabbed my attention were follow your passion, have patience, and focus. What are your thoughts on these rules? I think that's exactly what I just talked about. It's all about passion, taking a time and making sure that, that it happens. So I, I agree with Kobe and his three rules. Do you have any other rules for success of your own? So I think the rules that I would add is be persistent and also give back. So I pass down everything that I've learned to others so that they don't have to live through the mistakes that I've made. And then I, I also allow people to, to have a voice and tell them it's okay to not know everything. So that's how I make sure that others don't have imposter syndrome. I, I let them know that even me as a, as a technical leader, I, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. So it's okay to, to speak up and to bring their ideas to the table. I agree. If at first you don't succeed, keep trying. <laughs> and also help each other out. The journey is better with company. So what do you see in your future? I hope more success, Gabby. I, I also hope I, I continue to work on that imposter syndrome that I told you about every day. You know, I'm in meetings with directors and vice presidents, and I still wonder why am I here until they ask me a question and I have everything to say. Until then, that's something that I'm currently working on. I also have a habit of, of taking on too much, and I think it's really a fear of missing out on all the amazing things that, that I get to do. That's another thing I'm working on is, is saying no. And then uh, you'll also find me back at the local community, giving back and teaching girls about engineering. That is awesome. You are an inspiration. So what is some advice you'd give our audience to continue on their journey, no matter the challenges? I'd say keep pushing, keep going on your journey. And if you want it badly enough, anything is possible. Marianne, thank you so much for spending time with our audience and sharing your inspiring story. Thank you so much, Gabby, and thank you for having this podcast that allows women like me to share our stories. In closing, define your vision and your mission and bring them to life by establishing short and long-term goals. And most importantly, take those critical first steps towards achieving your objectives. Thanks to my guest, Mariel Cisneros. Thanks to Kirk Krause for graphics design. Thanks to Roger Coe for endless reviews and encouragement. And thanks to Joe, always. If you like Keys to the Future, 
please share it with your friends and let them know they can subscribe to Keys to the Future on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. You can follow Keys to the Future on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. I'm Gabby Coe, and I'll be back next week with another episode of Keys to the Future.